Listening Dog Media. The Heel is Real podcast with Abby Eastwood and Debbie Mack. Hello there and welcome to the Heel is Real podcast. I'm Debbie Mack. And I'm Abby Eastwood. So in 2016, after being saved by the US breast implant illness and healing group that the lovely Nicole Deruda set up, I decided to follow suit and set up the UK version with the lovely Sandy Cooper. Six years on and the group is still going strong. And we're now going to chat with two of the lovely admins that have been looking after it since we handed over the reins. Hello, Anna and hello, Veronica. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Hi, Hi, Abby. Thank you. So when I left, Anna, I know I handed the reins over to you. um, Mm -hmm. I think there was around about 2.8 thousand women on the group. How many have we got now? Um, I think about uh, 4.4. Wow. So nearly four and a half thousand women. Yes. That's incredible. Yes. So how are we finding it with the group? Are we still finding a lot of women that are seeking help because they're just not being heard within the medical world? Yeah, definitely. I think there's been, um, there's still a huge amount of women sort of finding the group and for various reasons, I think, and, and just searching for that kind of the information that they're perhaps not going to find readily elsewhere, which is, you know, obviously a shame. But when they come into the group, they're finding, you know, kind of all the resources there and the, the real human stories um, which really resonate with their own experiences. So, so yeah, definitely, it's a really, really good community, and it's still growing, um, and we're hopefully getting the word out there as well. So, you certainly are. I, I think that um, there are a lot of women that enter the group because, as we've talked about many times on this podcast so far, uh, breast implant illness is just so lonely for these women who. For most of them, they they all look absolutely fine to look at, but they feel absolutely rotten inside. And there are many people that just don't understand what's going on with them. It's like being accepted into a group of women that are going through the same thing as you are. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's that light bulb moment for so many women, you know, every every day, every week, we're seeing women that just, you know, they've joined the group and perhaps they're just getting a feel for the conversations in the group and the topics and they, they get more confident in then sharing their own experiences. And, and so often it is, it's that sort of epiphany where they go, oh my gosh, you know, these other women are having all the same symptoms that I've experienced over this period of time, you know, short periods of time, long periods of time. And, and to just have the security of knowing that, you know, it's not all in their head. And they're not imagining this, you know, and there is actually some some support there and some hopefully some solutions for women to, to kind of, you know, overcome the, the issues that they're, they're experiencing. It's, it's really powerful. How did you find the group in the first place? Because obviously when Sandy and I first set it up, we had uh, two people join to that group. I was one and Sandy was the other. <laughs> and we thought... There is never going to be anyone else that joins this. How are they ever going to hear about us? And then it was just, I don't know, just over like a period of six months, it just grew and grew and grew. And we were like, this is insane. I mean, we've now got like 500 people on here. How did that happen? How did you guys find us in the first place? Um, I mean, I guess um, I wasn't one of the first ones, but I, I, I think I when I joined, there were like 900 or something like that. Um, and for me, finding out about breast implant illness was very new. I had been ill for a very long time, but I never suspected it was um, my implants. Um, so for me to find that group where I could, um, 
you know, ask questions. I could, um, you know, read other women's um, stories. Um, I, I have to admit, though, that in the beginning, I, I, I didn't, I still didn't think it was me, like because mm. I was seeing stories of women that had symptoms that were a lot worse than mine. So in the beginning, I was like, mm, I still don't think it's my implants. Um, so I stayed in the group and ignored it for a little bit. And then uh, my symptoms uh, became worse and worse. And then I just couldn't um, deny it anymore. So in that sense, yes, it was that group that basically um, helped me and, and made me go ahead and um, remove mine. And here I am today. So from how long was it from when you found the group to when you actually explanted, Anna? I think it was probably a good two years. <laughs> mm, wow. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think that um, for a long time I was doubting that it was my symptoms, but I have no doubt, absolutely no doubt now Um because Presumably, I because them. you remove them and you're absolutely fine them. now. <laughs> I remove them and I, I'm one of the lucky women that has recovered 100%. That's amazing. Which is incredible. Um, what was one of your worst symptoms, Anna? Yes. Fatigue was my worst symptom. Um, and so the worst year of my life in terms of health was uh, 2018. I spent most of the time in bed because I did I had no energy whatsoever I I, I stopped um, going to the shops and things like that because I, mm. I never knew if I was going to be able to come back on my own or if I had to call my husband to come and help me halfway so I stopped mm. doing that um, I remember my lowest point was me trying to write something on a board and not being able to lift up my arms because it, it felt like they weighed a ton and I just, I couldn't, they were too heavy. By that time I had, um, I did, I didn't have, I, because I hadn't been working, um, we didn't have a lot of money. So that was a problem to have them removed. So I honestly just went ahead, put it on a credit card, had them removed and it was, straight away I felt better. I mean, this is definitely one of the things I remember from uh, running the group was women who just didn't have the money to have the implants removed and what a concern that was. And I imagine as well, Anna, when you were um, on the group and you were on the group for a very long time, that you saw so many women that were going through exactly the same story that you've just explained. Yeah, it's um, our stories are all very similar, um, which is why you know you really can't deny um, how how bad it can make you feel. Um, but our stories are similar not only not only in terms of symptoms, in terms of um, the way that we are received by the doctor when we come and say, "I think it's my implants that are making me ill." Um, all, all to the to the stage where we're 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 actually going have them removed and and then we we're waiting obviously to see which kind of woman am I am I going to recover completely am I going to recover a little bit am I never going to recover because that's always such a worry isn't it yeah 
it's I remember thinking, you know, there's no guarantees I'm gonna feel better, but if 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 I can feel better just by ten percent, it will be worth it. So I, I did it for a chance to get better and I was lucky I did get better. And it is it is so expensive to have them taken out because one of my friends said to me, yeah, my, my surgeon said that if I have any problems, he'll just take them out. Yes, but it, he's going to charge you <laughs> to do that. <laughs> and obviously there are so many women that, um, well, they save for ages to have them put in. They're not considering saving the money to have them taken out as well. Veronica, what, what's your story? Yeah, really similar, actually. I think the difference probably with me and Anna is I discovered, I think, obviously watched Dispatches, watched the documentary, you know, had my own kind of light bulb moment. And um, as my mum actually told me, I think, about documentary, so I'm eternally grateful to her for that. (laughs) (laughs) And um, and just thought, again, like, like Anna, I think, you know, maybe that, maybe this is, you know, what's causing me to feel just so awful. Um, the main symptoms were, were chronic joint pain, neck pain, um, headaches that just, just went on and on. I would just go from one set of painkillers to the next, which I knew wasn't sustainable, but that was the only way I could really function every day. Um, and then with hindsight, you know, what we used to, my mum again used to call baby brain, but my daughter was obviously quite well grown up by then, um, just <laughs> forgetting things all the time mm. and, and um, not being able to retain information. Um, but again, it's a gradual onset. So again, that I just thought, oh, this is just getting old. Maybe you just get achy when you get older and, you know, maybe it's just day to day life. So you're very mm-hmm. dismissive of some of the symptoms that actually, you know, when you stop and, and collect them all together, you go, hang on, that's, you know, they're quite debilitating on a day to day basis. So, um, so yeah, so having had that sort of light bulb moment, I think for me, it was around maybe between four and six months after discovering the group and, and obviously having seen the documentary, and then being able to have my explant surgery, which was thankfully just before lockdown as well, which wow, you know, again yes. with hindsight was, was a blessing because, you know, we didn't know, but everything was going to change immediately after that. So, And that must have affected the group. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, I think suddenly, you know, a lot of women that had surgery booked, everything was completely, you know, up in the air. So it did cause a huge amount of probably additional concern and, and you know, anxiety among the women in the group. So... Um, so that was really sad to see because I think, you know, women certainly that had made a plan and said, right, you know, this is what I'm doing. I've, you know, I've, I've come to terms with the, what I'm going to do and have them removed. Suddenly everything is is completely, you know, up in the air. So so that was a tricky time. And for a lot of women, I'm sure. And again, the additional reassurance that the group offered was really invaluable. Uh, women were able to sort of discuss it between them and, um, you know, and sort of reconcile how they felt and, and you know, all hope together that things would start to return to normal. I always get the feeling that with the Facebook group, I always liken it to how teachers feel about the mum thread. That's how the surgeons feel about the Facebook group. (laughs) Because when I went for my um, consultation with my surgeon who put my implants in, he was very dismissive about it. And he hinted at, oh, it's, it's everyone jumping on the bandwagon. And he hinted that maybe it was hysterical women. And do you find this that you hear this a lot with experiences from other women? 
I think definitely there is there is an element to that. And I saw the implanting, my implanting surgeon, um, first of all, and again, just like you, dismissed, you know, and it was sort of put down to, you know, and his. I think when I spoke to his secretary, first of all, and she almost had a spiel. So clearly they'd, they'd come up, you know, they'd come across this already. Women had approached them and said, look, you know, and she almost had a kind of a, a spiel that she ran off, just downplaying all the risks and, and really trying to kind of put you off. And, and I did... I went to see him anyway. He said, I'm happy to see you for, you know, for free, you know, come up and see me. So I did. But again, it was the same thing. I left just feeling so emotional, really kind of downbeat and, and questioning myself, thinking, well, you know, perhaps yeah. he's right. And this is, you know, this is all in my head, uh, which is awful. And, and again, the group helped me find someone else to have a consultation. And it was the polar opposite. Just he supported, you know, my, my experiences. He understood them. Um, and that, that again, I wouldn't have found that without the group. So to me, that was such a pivotal moment. You know, I'd gone from being so upset about the conversation with my implanting surgeon to to then talking to someone else who who just validated all my concerns um, and showed me a way to move forward and to, to, to get them out. So, Anna, you obviously only left in April this year, which is only a few months ago. In that time mm-hmm. where I handed the reins over to you, have you noticed that there has been more of a movement and a shift within the way that the industry is seeing breast implant illness? I think that um, there are definitely more and more surgeons that are finally acknowledging something. They, I think that maybe they still say like there isn't enough research but the women are definitely, you know, saying that after they remove the implants, they feel better. So I do feel, although it's a slow progress, I feel that um, it's there. It's it's yeah. happening, which is very good. And obviously, there's a group of women from all around the world, like working really hard to not only bring awareness, but to bring um, laws like the, the mm. I mean, we, we talked about um, we talk about improper informed consent in the group all the time um, because we don't feel like that's um, that's happening right now. Still, that's still not not. I, I, it seems that still women are still not being told all the risks um, of getting breast breast implants, and that's something that is you know very wrong. It's unethical and it's something that we're fighting for. And what about the um, the NHS and our GPs? Obviously, that was a big thing right at the beginning when we set the group up, that we were really struggling when we were going in to see the GPs. They were diagnosing us with all different types of things because our blood tests were coming back normal, which is understandable yeah. because they've obviously not been told about it. How are we finding the GPs reacting these days? I think there's definitely an uptick in the number of... Um, you know, certainly to the cases I see on the group, there was definitely an uptick in the number of women that are getting a more positive response from from healthcare professionals and GPs, and and that's that's a really good thing to see. It, that's it, fantastic. The information isn't out there as much as it, as it should be, but it's definitely improving, I think. And and certainly there's still a, a bit of a lottery, I think, depending on which you know trust you have and and who you happen to see. Um, and so some people are falling through that net, definitely. But you know, it's really positive to see that there are women that you know go to the GP. They, they have a conversation about it and they're not just being dismissed. They are actually, the GP has some background knowledge um, and, and is then, you know, kind of on their side. So, so that's something that, you know, I feel is, is 
fantastic to see and, and obviously really mm. overdue but we just need to make sure that that's more of a blanket reaction across you know yeah. all different areas all different trusts um so, so that we're not missing anyone and everyone's getting a consistent level of of care and and response to their their queries and their illnesses it is something that needs to filter down from the top so that all of the GPs see, um, they know about breast implant illness, they know to ask their patients, do you have breast implants? And yep. and that yep. therefore Definitely. could be the problem that you have and you need to take them out. Yep, that's exactly what it is. So the uh, Facebook page, I unfortunately didn't actually join it until two months after I had the implants put in, um, which I realised was a huge mistake because had I joined it, I would never have had those breast implants in the first place, having read all of the stories from uh, ladies on there. Um, it is a real source of information though, isn't it? Because it's not just the ladies chatting to each other. You've kind of got subsections in there as well with recommended surgeons and all sorts of other things. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about what's available in the group? Yeah, I think I think there's just there's a real cross section of um, of information. It's it's not just support, but there is you know you can almost see patterns. I think in different different people's experiences. So again, that gives you an idea of you know kind of how people are being received when they when they sort of you know approaching people for help and, and advice, and you know even support from start to finish. I think with you know kind of the whole process because it's really daunting. And, and I know when I you know first sort of contact you know once you've made that decision. To, to have the surgery, to, to have an explant, there's so much else you've then got to consider, be it the cost, you know, the kind of the aftercare, what you can do after you've had that surgery and, and how, you know, obviously everyone is affected differently. And, and so there's so much in your head, I think, to consider. Um, so all the way through, you've got kind of that, that whole path um, of, of guidance and advice from different women in the group and, and you know, other stories. And, and as I say, if you have a really bad day, if you've had your explant and then you just have a really bad day, there's other women you can kind of, you know, talk to and it, it just brings your mood up again. And, and I think that's that's really valuable. So, but yeah, there's lots of documents on there as well, which again, Anna has um, certainly been very instrumental in, in sort of having uh, added to the to the group. So there's the facts there as well as just the support. It's It's kind of everything. It's all encompassing, I think. And it's so daunting, isn't it, when you are heading for your explant? I remember mine. And you're nervous. You don't know what you're walking into and what you're going to walk out with. And to have that support from a group of women that are either about to go through the same situation as you or have just gone through the same situation that you're about to put yourself in is actually so reassuring to have that company when it's been such a lonely journey already down that horrible path of illness and nobody knowing what was wrong with you. Well, I, I took someone from the group and we swapped numbers and we were contacting each other every day. And, uh, and and we're still, you know, good friends now because she explanted a week and a half after I did and we, we really saw each other through the journey. So without the group, I would never have met her. And, and she was a real source of comfort to me through a really tough time. And I just want to say as well, Anna was incredible. She would turn up to people's explants knowing that they were on their own and <laughs> sit there waiting for them until they came out and would hold their hand and literally mop their brow. I have never forgotten that, Anna. And the amount of women you did that for was incredible. I mean, you literally deserve, I don't know, whatever it is, what, what some kind of award because it was just 
so kind and so lovely for you to take time out of your life where you were healing yourself and going through that journey. You're, you're just an incredible human. Oh, thank you. I think that's how we met um, in person, Abby, when I went to see one of the ladies and you were there as well. <laughs> I was there, but I was yeah. there filming dispatches at the time. I think that's what it was. And yeah, I turned around were. and there was Anna and I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, no, but it was just yeah. that's what I mean by this group is just so incredible. And it's surprising. You will meet people on this group that will be lifelong friends and someone that you can always turn to because to go through this experience is unique. And to have someone that has gone through the yeah. same unique experience and can share all the same things with you from the shit to the joy. Um, I just think it's invaluable, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And unfortunately, some some women they just they decide to go and do this on their own and that's when that's when you think oh i'm actually you know not that far so why not go and and be with this woman i mean when they wake up if if someone is there to hold their hand then if you can do it why not one thing that I found really helpful on the group, well, there were many things I found really helpful about the group, to be honest, uh, but one of them was um, the ladies posting pictures, but their before and after pictures to actually show, because so many women are so scared mm. that they're going to come out looking absolutely horrendous. But if you go to the right surgeon who is skilled enough, these days you can come out looking great and in some cases looking better than with the implants yeah. in. So it really helped me for the women that were brave enough to actually put the pictures up on the Facebook wall, I, th I just thought that was really helpful. Yes, yeah, I think that's that's one of the reasons why um, a lot of women are in the group because they want to know, they want that reassurance that, okay, I'm going to take my implants out um, and they worry about what they're going to look like after um, and then they see the pictures and they get that reassurance that, you know, mm. if, if you go, like you said, if you go to the right surgeon, then it, it will be okay. And we've touched on that there's a, a list of, of recommended surgeons, which again, if you have gone to an original surgeon that doesn't believe in BII, and then you're kind of thrown out into this world of unknown to join the group and find a surgeon that has a really good reputation and you can see his results, you can see what other women have said about him or her. Um, you know, it's very reassuring, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think um, I think there's, there's the, the being able to share that information and and you've got something because you can you don't know where to start and because there's such a plethora of different responses you know even the fact that so many surgeons are very dismissive you then think you know there's there's everybody every human body is so different every woman's body is so different that it's really hard sometimes to visualise you know how you are going to to kind of end up looking and, and that's a real you know sort of insecurity for a lot of women so that's where you know that they need some assurance uh, of, of the kind of the, the type of result they might get based on their body size so if they've seen pictures of someone they think yes they've got a similar build to me and um, that sort of thing they, they do have that idea in their mind which will help them to, to be more confident um, but I think generally the group as well is just just promoting body positivity you know we don't need implants to to make ourselves feel womanly and to feel you know confident there's there's a huge you know kind of 
supportive um, response, I think, from women that, you know, particularly women that are just very, very anxious about removing them and they're worried about their, what their partners might think and how they'll look in a bikini. But, you know, the, the kind of the warmth and the support from the women on the group, you know, to, to, to just promote how we are women, this is how we look. We don't all look like these kind of models out of magazines and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not, there's nothing, there's no shame in, in sort of, you know, having kind of a, a figure and, and boobs that reflect your, your age and your size. So, so that's something really positive as well. So I think even if, you know, people don't get, always get the results they think they're going to get, they're just encouraging you to kind of love, love yourself as you are. Um, and be confident in your own skin. Absolutely. So I think for anybody who is listening to this episode and uh, they have symptoms of what they think is breast implant illness and they're not on the group, just get yourself onto the group, befriend some ladies, have a little bit of a read. You don't have to post anything. You can just read what everybody's saying. And I think, as Anna said, everything will be okay. If you are feeling really poorly at the moment, everything will be okay. And you will get so much support from that group. Exactly. And even all the information about the procedure, because, you know, there's all these technical terms and a lot of women don't understand them and the group will help them understand everything because there's, Mm. you know, a special kind of procedure that you should really be having, which is called unblock. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, all of those more like technical things, um, they they will learn everything basically from the group. They will go to their explant like very well informed with all the support that they need in the world. I completely agree. I was very well educated from that group. Um, ladies, thank you so, so much for coming on and chatting to us today. Really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you you for having me. The Heal is Real podcast. Thanks for listening to The Heal is Real this week. We're back next week for the final episode of the series as we're joined by Emma, who talks us through her BII story. In April, I was 13 in June, I just started collapsing at home and it was the most terrifying thing that ever happened to me because I couldn't, I, I, I actually thought I was having a stroke. I wasn't sure... Um, at all what was going on. I'd never collapsed before. I, I, every time I stood up, I was back down. And I rang my mum and I said, there's, there's something really seriously wrong with me. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm dying. I, 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 was, I had this tremendous fear that I was going to have a stroke and get locked in because I, I, if it was like I had no control over my body. Hope you can join us again next week. Don't forget to leave us a review on your podcast platform and we'll see you soon.